You're listening to Productivity Protected, the podcast that's all about data privacy and security. We'll unpack emerging threats, hot issues in data security, and top ways to protect your data and how you work. Here's your host, Spencer Kupferman. Welcome back to the Productivity Protected podcast. We've got a fantastic show here for everyone today. Great content, a very very serious, very serious content that we're talking about here in the cyber world today. We have a fantastic guest. Before I introduce that guest, I want to wish all of our listeners, our partners, our customers, and anybody associated with our Productivity Protected podcast, a very happy, healthy, prosperous new year. Hope 23 will be a great year uh, for all of us and for all of you who tune in. So happy new year and here we are. Here we are at the Productivity Protected Podcast, and we are talking about why cybersecurity needs ethical hackers. And toward that end, I want to introduce the one and only hacker extraordinaire, Michael Getzman. Michael Getzman, and if I can, I'm going to read this bio because this bio reads, I mean, the amount of certifications on here, I, I'm not going to list every certification, but I'll tell a little bit about, about Michael uh, and his prowess. Uh, as a hacker, looking to get Michael uh, to share with us his thoughts. I'll give a little bio on Michael. Then I'm going to tell Michael to tell us a little bit about his story and how he came uh, into this line of work and and into hacking. And and so I think what's important to note is that Michael Getzman runs Wisconsin's largest technology event. For those of you who know Michael, you'll know uh, CypherCon. That conference is called CypherCon. Um, and when Michael's not organizing CypherCon, again, the largest technology event in Wisconsin. And for those of you who don't know Wisconsin, Milwaukee, that this whole hub is becoming a hotbed of technology. With great universities around. There's a lot of access to great technology talent. Uh, and Michael is harnessing that through, through CypherCon. Um, so here's, some, here's something for you. Uh, Michael enjoys experimenting with genetics, biohacking, hacking connected devices, okay, which most people are familiar with, uh, that concept, cloud security, Privacy applications, another very important uh, issue, and examining the confidentiality of critically sensitive, critically sensitive connected products, medical devices, uh, and electronic medical records. We know data protection. We know that's what we do uh, at PK. Where that's such a uh, such an important critical area of cyber hygiene is protecting uh, data, um, and so we know a little bit about that uh, at PK. Where. Um, Michael holds a, he holds an MS, a master's of science in business management involving international healthcare studies in Havana, Cuba, uh, along with earning his CISSP. You're all familiar uh, with that certification. Michael has over 10 certification in his free time. Uh, I know our, our listeners want to know what Michael does in his free time. I'd like to know what Michael does in his free time. Uh, enjoys uh, exotic rides in the Zeppelins. Uh, soaring in experimental planes, wear your seatbelt, Michael, uh, and piloting colorful hot air balloons around rural Wisconsin, beautiful rural Wisconsin, I might add. Uh, and Michael believes in freedom of non-harmful, freedom of non-harmful information. I'm going to sign up for that. Uh, equality before the law. I'll sign up for that. Uh, the advancement of scientific fringe research. Uh, by the way of individual imperatives. So without further ado, I'm going to let Michael talk about all of these things, start by telling his story before we jump in 
uh, to these questions around uh, around the need for ethical hackers. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Getzman. Thanks, Spencer, and Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year to all our listeners. Uh, it's going to be uh, an awesome year, and it's all what we make of it, right? Um, so I don't even know where to begin, right? Uh, I'll start off with uh, all those certifications, right? I pick one certification a year of where I want to evolve and, and and take it on. So after 10 years, it kind of starts piling on, right? <laughs> and um you know, wearing my seatbelt on experimental airplanes. Um, I have a cannon-powered parachute, so if anything goes wrong, I'll just come down on the parachute. <laughs> and uh, so, where did where did this all begin? Um, I like to deconstruct things. Uh, you see all these pinball machines behind me. It, it's a mix of hardware and software, and I love just getting my hands in there and messing with the mechanicals and making sure the the software connects up right. And which led me to Internet of Things and medical devices and smart city. And um, it's all about tinkering, deconstructing, creating something new and finding creative ways to manipulate this world. Right. That's great. I mean, that's that's great. I, I did notice all of the uh, all of the pinball machines there uh, was going to ask about that. I'm glad you told our audience. OK, let's just jump in uh, and, and let's talk about why we're here which is why cybersecurity needs ethical hackers. And like I said, you're the one and only here with us. Um, maybe um, tell us, let's get specific. Tell us a little bit about your journey in working and networking uh, and servers uh, and, and just you know being a full-time cybersecurity expert and ethical hacker. Why don't we start there? So it all started in middle school, high school. Um, I was caught breaking into systems. Um, you know, here you have this free range um, labs that teachers aren't really watching you. So I went at it and see how far I could break in and make them, you know, do what I want. Right. And uh, I was pulled into the principal's office and they're like, you get you get two options. We're going to like, you know, send you home. We're going to call your parents or you can work with us over the summertime and help us make make a better, you know, <laughs> a better computer environment for learning. Um, so I got my first job, you know, essentially through hacking. Um, and I found, you know, hacking doesn't make a lot of sense unless you understand how computers work. So suddenly I'm doing networking. Uh, got out of high school, went in, got an associate's degree in networking, said, this isn't enough. I want to learn servers. Um, went into a bachelor's degree learning how systems work, right? I uh, said, this is still not enough. Uh, went for an MBA um, while I was doing applications and then slowly going into uh, cybersecurity. Now we're talking that brings us up to 10 years ago. Um, a lot of hacking along the way, um, going to, you know, hacker meetups, you know, back then it was like hush tones, right? You got to, you know, you don't use your real name. You um, learn all sorts of things you can manipulate from cars to connected devices that were early, um, cellular towers, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Um, eventually, you know, you, you have to pay the bills. So you end up leaving the education system, going into business. Um, you pick up uh, what it takes to tick this world, right? And uh, roll up the sleeves, dive in, starting at, you know, help desk, networking systems, and work your way up to leadership. And uh, here I am. That's a great, that's a great story. Um, I, 
just for our listeners, just for the record, I also went to the principal's office. It was not <laughs> it was not for hacking uh, computers. We'll we'll leave it at there. That's maybe for another podcast, another time. Uh, appreciate you sharing uh, that exciting uh, part of your journey. Let's let's keep going because now you 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 referenced the your hacking background um, and how we how we got there. Um, you know, at first glance, the term ethical hacking seems like a bit of a maybe a contradiction uh, to some of us. Um, you know, some of I'm sure some of our listeners are already familiar with this concept. Can you, for the ones that aren't, could you maybe get into um, people, maybe folks who are newer to cyber and te- technology in general? Could you maybe help us unpack what ethical hacking uh, is in this day and age and why we need it? So great question. I view ethical hackers as the digital MacGyvers. Um, we're countercultural. Um, we don't like to fit into the mold that the traditional education system is sending everybody down. We like to think for ourselves. We like to be creative. We like to use our ingenuity to dissect what's really happening. Look at that bigger picture and dive into the details, right? So when you get an iPhone or a droid, like who really controls you? And is it the, you know, the mega corporations that's telling you how you should behave on these devices? Or do you own that device and you can pull it apart and look at how it works and manipulate it to make it even better? So I view ethical hackers as a pivotal piece of our society that keeps checks and balances in place. We, we want to have more freedom. We want to protect you know, the average person uh, who, who's looking at those devices to make sure that data is not being abused, right? Do you really rely on mega corporations? Do you really rely on potential evil governments that have different agendas? So ethical hackers like to explore and evaluate what's really happening and then release that to everybody and, and share that knowledge. This is incredibly important work. Um, the way you described it was a fantastic definition uh, for our audience. I guess in their efforts to uh, protect their organizations from outsider malicious hacking, just for example, ethical hackers um, are likely to encounter highly sensitive uh, information uh, it just in the it just in their line of work. Um, I'm sure you've been there. Uh, how do organizations protect that kind uh, of of data from their own uh, internal hackers? So, an inside threat, if if it's crossing a line, they're no longer hackers. They're definitely not ethical hackers. They're straight up criminals. Um. Ethical hackers stay within the rules and and don't break laws. So if you have somebody internal that is causing problems, that's a criminal and that's a different different scenario. So, yeah, let's keep going with that. So obviously, ethical hackers can't dig in um, to the same degree as a as as you referenced, a malicious hacker uh, might. You know, we want to stay they want to stay within the confines of the legalities of the environment, what are some of the limitations of ethical hacking? Um, and I guess, how do you, how does, how does an ethical hacker work around 
um, those to make sure that your that the organization um, that that ethical hackers representing remains safe. So ethical hackers are indeed at a severe disadvantage compared to a criminal that's actually trying to break into your system. Um, when you talk to a CISO or leaders of an organization, they tend to like to make artificial rules stopping somebody from testing the system. So they're like, oh, like we really can't have you go over to that system over there. That's our critical process. Don't don't mess with that. Well, the criminals aren't going to stop at that point, right? So the best way to work with ethical hackers and pen testers is to trust that they're able to keep the system up while they're testing vulnerabilities or weaknesses in those systems. So as soon as you place scoping and limitations, you're, you're severely setting your scanning and your awareness of what your system's capable of um, back. So my, my advice is trust in who you're hiring to test your systems, get real vulnerabilities and get real actions to protect your systems. That makes sense. Um, sometimes we can't, we have trouble, even the, I guess the, the, the strongest system deterrence can account for sometimes nefarious behaviors. Um, so obviously doing all we can do to make sure uh, that those environments are secure uh, makes a lot of sense to me. Um, you've, you know, I, I mentioned this in the bio, the, the CypherCon. I want to spend a few minutes on that uh, if we can here. Um, by creating this hacking event, CypherCon, uh, right in in the heart of, of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, as we as we referenced earlier, um, what was I'm just curious, what was your inspiration? I think our listeners kind of want to know. Uh, we might have some ethical hackers here on the line listening to this, and maybe they want to do something, maybe represent something similar down the road uh, for their communities. What was your inspiration behind creating uh, this event uh, and how have you seen it really impact uh, cybersecurity, which is, you know, really at the at the whole crux of this uh, industry, really impact cybersecurity uh, in the in the world, if you will, over the last handful of years, three to five years. Yeah. So the origin story of CypherCon was never an intention of becoming a conference itself. Um, rural Wisconsin has one or two hackers in each small little village town uh sprawled out miles and miles across wisconsin right and i found myself going to five to ten different little like mini events you know one in green bay one in madison one in milwaukee etc cetera, etc cetera, all with different you know scope and and purposes and i'm like telling each one of these groups i'm like why don't we like do something really big 100 people you know once a year and bring everybody together um and i found myself you know, telling everybody and I'm realized I'm the person that needs to do this. So I'm like, okay, what's a good origin story? I'm like the safe house, a cold war themed bar, downtown Milwaukee. I'll sell a hundred tickets for a hundred bucks. We'll have, you know, five speakers. Right. And it would be more of a social get together of like, wow, look at all these hackers that we have in Wisconsin. We never met each other because we're so sprawled out. Um, suddenly I found myself, I sold out of tickets immediately. And some of the groups were getting mad at me. They're like, why did you tell that group before our group? Like we wanted to come, right? And you're sold out. So we turned it into a two-day event. We ended up with 350 people our first year. 
And, um, you know, here we are year six and we're, you know, over a thousand uh, attendees. Um, you know, you can come to a hacker conference without identifying as a hacker. And usually when you leave the event, you realize you've been a hacker your whole life. Like you don't fit into that cookie cutter, what society wants you to be. And there's, you know, 50 different ways of manipulating technology. You found that one particular that you really enjoy, you're effective at, and you go back to your, your organization and you apply that knowledge in, in the real world. So the origin story of CypherCon, I think, is pretty unique. And that's our recipe for success is we're all about the individual. We're all about elevating the community and, and freely sharing that like non-harmful information. We make these simulated environments that mimic the real world and you're free to play with it as much as you would like. So yeah, the next CypherCon is going to be March 30th, 2023, downtown Milwaukee. Um, everybody's invited. No, that's powerful um, to see, you know, what comes out to me uh, in that explanation and, and giving the background around CypherCons, your passion for providing uh, this uh, venue for your colleagues, uh, not just around the Wisconsin area, but really around the country and, and maybe even the world. Um, and now you're over a thousand strong and growing every year. And uh, I think, I mean, there's so much good uh, that comes from that. Uh, and I like, I like also that you don't actually uh, have to be a hacker to really enjoy it. I'm not a hacker. Hey, for those of you out there listening and want to go to CypherCon next year, Michael would love to have you. Um, I'm already signing them up for you, Michael. We'd love for you to come to CypherCon, come to the great city of Milwaukee uh, and take part in this great in this great event. And I guess, why don't we can get time for one more question here? I'd love to conclude because I, I feel that's a good segue uh, into, you know, what are you, you know, when you look in the future of, of, of CypherCon and really just the greater hacking uh, community, uh, if you will, what, what's standing out to you? What is it that you could put your finger on and really look at and say, okay, here's here's a dynamic that we should be watching out for. Here's a dynamic uh, that could change things uh, one way or the other. What do, I'm just curious what your thoughts might be around, of course, your excitement for the future of, of CypherCon, but I think that kind of dovetails into, um, you know, what your take is just on the whole community uh, at large uh, for hacking for the, for the immediate future. Yeah, probably the best question yet, right? Um, Forward-looking and, and projections are all, always exciting, right? Look at the state of the world. The state of the world is struggling with economies, uh, wars, inflation. Things are getting harder than they were pre-pandemic, right? That means they're going to get desperate. And they're going to start looking for, you know, the criminals are going to get desperate. They're going to start looking for ways to you know, manipulate the system and run away with people's belongings, right? Um, hackers are here to protect society. They're going to tell you straight out what's really happening and not try to sugarcoat it with a PR or government, you know, <laughs> releases. Um, we're the barometer of, of, you know, what society really has to fight against. Um However, I'm optimistic. Um, you know, hackers have this whole cyberpunk vibe to them where we got, you know, even on my shirt, some skulls and crossbones. And we got to have that like mean 
you know, secretive on the wires, like protection, right? And that's more of a costume. Um, things are evolving more to like a, a solar punk, like positive, like let's not have this dystopian future. Let's have a, you know, this, this better future for everyone. Um, I'm applying that at CypherCon. So CypherCon is becoming more inclusive. Um, we're going to have an executive summit. Um, so we have five tracks. One of them is an executive line. Three of them are, are for hackers, technical, like cryptography, uh, privacy. And then we're going to have a one-on-one track, introductory track. If you don't know anything about this, there's a place for you. If you lead your technical staff, there's a place for you. And if you are technical, and you do identify as hacker, there's three tracks for you. So that's really who we're aiming for, right? But every, so if we want to elevate society and the community, it's to be inclusive and include everybody from the CISO down to the intern, right? And um, so the future is going to have a lot of challenges and that's right up our alley as hackers to overcome those challenges and elevate everybody. I mean, I feel, I mean, I feel safer already just, standing here and doing this with you, knowing that there are folks like yourselves on those on those hacking front lines, if you will, pushing back against the spin, against uh, uh, against those, as I referenced before, those nefarious actors who are trying to take things that aren't rightfully theirs. Um, and knowing um, that the future uh, is bright, that you have a sense of optimism, as you, as you would know, being in that trench uh, every day, as you would know, uh, like you said, without the spin, uh, know what's really going on uh, out there uh, and how dangerous um, some of these uh, some of these uh, opportunistic um, criminals uh, are getting because of the state of the world. I think that's a, a great and accurate depiction of where we are right now. Uh, however, we have we have wherewithal to push back on that. We have folks like Michael Getzman um, and 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 his colleagues who are out there uh, making things happen. We have institutions like CypherCon who are making sure that we have uh, venues and institutions where these folks who are pushing back against this evil uh, are uh, in one place to commiserate, to strategize, uh, and to be able to do what's necessary to maintain our to maintain those freedoms uh, that we hold dear uh, in some of these areas that you've referenced before. Um, we we are at a, we are at a time. I want to. I, I want to thank you uh, for sharing these insights, and I, I hope uh, I hope you'd love to come back again. I want to thank all of our customers and our partners, uh, and and again, wishing all of you a happy and healthy and prosperous, meaningful uh, new year. Being appreciative for all the reasons that we should be appreciative, as as Michael has articulated, uh, there is a tremendous amount of hope and op and and optimism uh, for the future uh, because of people. Like Michael Getzman, honored to have you here on the Productivity Protected Podcast. We were here talking about uh, why ethical hackers are just so critical uh, to the cyber space. So uh, again, uh, Michael, thanks for joining us here on the Productivity Protected uh, Podcast. Thanks, Spencer. Uh, thanks, PKWare, for being involved in the community. And thanks to all the listeners. Um, would love to see you at one of the events and uh, elevate everybody. Thanks. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. And stay tuned to Productivity Protected Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Kupferman with PKWare, the CEO of PKWare. Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Productivity Protected. 
Learn more about how PKWare protects data and workflows by visiting pkware.com and join us next time for more insider information on protecting data wherever it lives and moves.